You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. And welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you're expecting to hear Joe Galina, Michael Florio, you're going to be sadly disappointed. It is Frank Stample, and I am here with... No, I don't have Joe, I don't have Mike Florio today, but I have one of Joe Galina's henchmen. His last name still ends in a vowel, so if that's something that you were... uh, you wanted to tune in to listen to? We still have that. Uh, hailing from Bentonhurst, Brooklyn, he is your boy. It's your boy, Christianos Venture here. There you go. He, Pleasure, doesn't, he doesn't even need an introduction. <laughs> I was going to introduce you, but he introduces it. himself. I appreciate it. What's going on, Chris? How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? How are things? I'm all right. I mean, full disclosure for everyone listening right now. We're going to get into a lot of fantasy football today, obviously. Uh, talk about the Ezekiel Elliott situation a little bit. Don't want to touch on it too much. Uh, it's in the past, a couple of days have gone by already since we've had the breaking news with Ezekiel Elliott. We'll talk about it a little bit. We're going to break down each game. But full disclosure, I'm finishing up a fantasy basketball draft right now. <laughs> so uh, if I just throw to Chris Venture at any point, like I'm about to do right now, <laughs> you know why. Chris? He's on the clock. There you go. He's on the clock. How do you feel about the uh, the Ezekiel Elliott situation? What, what are your? Do, I want to ask you first and foremost: Do you own him in any leagues? No, I don't. If you I, if you did own him, how would you handle the situation? If I owned him, I mean, I would try to use him as trade bait. It depends on the situation. It depends if I'm, you know, three and two, four and one, or if I'm one and four, which I am actually in one of my leagues. Um, you know, if I need something now, I'm trading him for somebody. Something I need now because I can't wait. But if I'm five and zero, you know maybe I hold on to him. Maybe I wait for the playoff time. That's a little teaser right there. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get more into it after the break. If you have a question, anything fantasy football related, if you have a fantasy basketball question, call in. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, Fantasy Mm -hmm. football eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. That's the number to call. You can hit us up on Twitter at fntsy radio. Like we mentioned. Going to talk about some of these injuries that came out yesterday. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Sam Bradford, some big news there. Uh, going to jump into each game as well. Uh, so here we are getting ready for week six. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you on the Ezekiel Elliott uh, situation and how you're handling that. Mm-hmm. Did a video with Greg Sussman the other day, a little breaking news. Uh, so if you subscribe to the FNTSY Sports Network YouTube channel, you'll get that. Whenever we go live with breaking news, uh, you will get a notification when we're going live and we're talking about all this stuff. Uh, but for the most part, if you are an Ezekiel Elliott owner, I agree with you. If yeah. you're if you're four and one, five and zero, oh, you're holding on to him. Three and two or less. You better make sure you have those handcuffs. We'll get into it more uh, on the weekend fantasy update here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stanfield, Chris Ventura, taking you up to 2 p.m. Hello. 
Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell Greg Sussman say you. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stanfield here alongside Chris Ventra. What's up? No Joe Galina, no Michael Florio today. But we still have a vowel on the end of Chris Ventra's name here. All right, so just want to get into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott, I don't own him on any of any teams that I have this year. I have, I have six money leagues this season. Um, and what I said the other day was... If you're four and one, five and zero, oh, you're all right. I mean, you still want to own Darren McFadden, Alfred Morris, if you can, regardless. Right. Um, and we'll get into which one you'd rather own more. But I was just whatever. Say that. Uh, if you're if you're two and three, if you're three and two or worse, I don't want to panic too much here. And if I'm on the outside looking in, if I'm looking at an Ezekiel Elliott owner that's three and two or worse, two and three. And they're panicking. I'm trying to swoop in and I'm trying to buy low right now. Like I'm talking about, you know, trying to give up a a Duke Johnson, a James White, something like that. Just try and get in because while it doesn't look good right now, mm-hmm. so far the suspension has been been reinstated. They're going to try and appeal this once again. I know they're taking this to another court in New York. I, I don't want to get into all the legal mumbo jumbo of the situation, but we've seen him kind of play through this before. They found loopholes to find ways for him to play through this before. Right. So if you can get him on the dirt cheap right now, it's something I would look into. I'm not giving up something of value. I'm not giving up a, a top 20 running back. I'm not giving up a Mark Ingram, Jay Ajayi, Jordan Howard, no. nothing like that. But w- once we get into like low-end RB2s, flex discussion kind of guys, if you can find an Ezekiel Elliott owner at 2-3 and three or worse that's freaking out, it's something I would look into. Are you saying if you're like What's your record though at this point? Like, what if you're if you're one and four? You mean no, or, no, like, you can't do, do that. You can't do that. Yeah. No, no. I mean, if you're if you're three and two and better, three and two or better, and you can you can buy low and you can take right. advantage of an owner who's freaking out. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, here. yeah, that makes that makes sense. I mean, why not? I mean, there's a good chance he could get back, and even if he does serve the suspension, he could come back. What? What's he if he? If he's out for the next six weeks starting this week, he'd be back, what, week third? Well, they're on a bye this week, so he would be out through week 12. So I think he would be eligible to return week 13. Okay, so So it's very similar to David Johnson. Right. Well, is David Johnson... I like Zeke's chances better than David Johnson. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you're asking me which one I'd rather have, it's still Zeke Elliott. Absolutely. Because, you know, if David Johnson, even if he does come back, they might not even let him come back. The team might not need... You know, they might be out of it by then, or they might not want to risk it, you know? Uh, Zeke will definitely come back because he's not hurt. And you know, if you're a team that's like five and zero, four and one, that could really help you in the playoff run. Yep, try and tremendously. Take a, try and take a chance there, Chris. If you had to choose one of 
Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris. I, I've heard multiple reports, and obviously they've been conflicting because yesterday Twitter was all over Alfred Morris right. talking about how uh, he's been the guy that's been used already there um, on the field. He's been playing with them, and Darren McFadden hasn't seen the field at all this season. He's been inactive. I think that kind of helps Darren McFadden. I think they've they've kept him inactive because he has been injury-prone in the past. They, they've been keeping him fresh behind closed doors in case the situation were to happen. And now, today, we're seeing more reports. Cowboys, uh, Cowboys.com's uh, Brian Brodus expects Darren McFadden to be the lead back with Ezekiel Elliott suspended. So if you had to choose one, which way are you leaning? See, it's tough. And I think this is one of the toughest decisions because you want to go McFadden for his talent and ability, his big playability. He's also a decent pass catcher. And Alfred Morris isn't... Um, so he's the the sexier pick. I hate saying that, but he's the sexier pick over Morris. But Morris is the healthier one. Morris stays healthy. He plays games, and he could be the one that ends up getting you know the fifteen to twenty carries between the tackles because you know they're worried about McFadden. They want to keep him fresh, and maybe they only give him pass catching opportunities and a couple of carries here and there. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want either of them to be honest with you. I really don't want either of them. Did you when you saw this happen? Did you run to any of your waiver wires and try and pick these guys up? Because it happened, we were all in the control room, and when I say all, it was me, Michael Florio, Greg Sussman, Nando DeFino. We see this report, we're all freaking out, we're scrambling over to the, <sighs> to the computers, we go on every single team that we own, and we're all scrambling and picking these guys up. Right. And then what I said to do is, if you do pick these guys up, try and trade them. Try and trade them right away. Yeah. Try and trade them to the Ezekiel Elliott owner. I don't know how much you're going to get, but maybe you get a flexing return, someone that you can use. I'm saying... It's just as likely, it's not just as likely, but if something comes out where Ezekiel Elliott continues to play through this now, then those guys lose all their value right away anyway. So I don't know that Darren McFadden or Alfred Morris's value will ever be higher than it is right now. Right. So you can probably try and trade those guys to the Ezekiel Elliott owner. I haven't had success. I've tried. Mm -hmm. I've tried shopping them to the Ezekiel Elliott owner, but I haven't had any success yet. So that's how I would handle the situation. Did you have a definitive answer of which one you'd rather own if you had to choose one? I know... You're, you're really in the camp of you don't want to mess with either one. Yeah. But if you had to choose one, who would you choose? I guess I would choose McFadden. I usually go for the higher upside guys, usually. I always go for the... Pay. I'm, in, I'm in PPR leagues, all of them, so I go for the PPR guy. But Morris might be the safer one to get, I think. Yeah, I do agree with you. I think I think it is Darren McFadden. I've said that. I'm going to stick with it. Yesterday on fan, uh, Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever, I said, if you look at what how they've used Ezekiel Elliott so far this season... They're using him, they're lining him up as a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. He's on pace for more targets, more receptions, more receiving yards than last year. He's going to shatter what he did last year, and they're lining him up out wide. They're getting him involved in the passing game. And if you ask me, between those two running backs, who is more likely to fit that mold and that kind of versatility, it's Darren McFadden. Yeah. So two years ago, uh, when he was thrust into that role with the Dallas Cowboys, he did have 40 receptions uh, and averaged 4.6 yards per carry. Uh, obviously, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line was much better than they're not playing up to snuff. Uh, I, I don't. I feel like people aren't talking about that enough, is the fact that 
Regardless of who you pick up, maybe they won't be that great anyway. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott was only averaging 3.7 yards per carry this season. So he hasn't been the Ezekiel Elliott of last year. It's just the fact of he's been so good because of the volume. He gets so many touches inside the red zone, uh, and he gets so much work now as a receiver. So that's kind of uh, been able to balance out the fact that he hasn't been efficient this year by he's getting volume not only on the ground but as a receiver as well. Right. He's a workhorse. So... You know, he's getting you, just based on the vine, it doesn't matter what his yards per carry are, but the O-line is still, you know, the, it's still quality O-line. It's still a good O-line. It's not as great as it was when it it's had... Still, it's still very good. When it had, yeah, when it had all its components. But that, yeah, maybe that does affect McFadden and Morris, but at the same time, I think that gets canceled out a little bit by, by how well Dak Prescott has been. I was not expecting this. I'm actually one of the people, and I'll admit it, that thought Dak Prescott was going to be a bust this year, you know, regress a little. I mean, his completion percentage was through the roof last year. I didn't think he could repeat that. And so far, he has. So far, he's been as good as advertised. And, you know, I think that's awesome for them. And that helps the run game because when you have a quarterback that can throw the ball and is efficient, people aren't going to stack the box against you. You know, they're not going to try to stop the run. They're going to try to do both. All right, another Ezekiel Elliott situation. We gave you our thoughts. Uh, I think we both would rather have Darren McFadden. Moving forward, we'll talk about some injuries here, and then we'll get into games. We'll kind of do an in-depth breakdown of every game from a fantasy perspective, tell you which guys we want to start, which guys we're trying to avoid this week if possible. Uh, Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs and Sam Bradford are probably two of the biggest injuries. Sam Bradford was pretty likely from, you know, once we saw him leave Monday Night Football, he looked gimpy at best, uh, was not performing. They took him out of that game. Case Keenum came in, led that team to a victory, uh, mm-hmm. and he's going to be out, and so is Stephon Diggs. So I'm seeing a major uptick in Adam Thielen there. Uh, and we'll get more into that later on. Derek Carr, I want to ask you your opinion about Derek Carr this week because I have a theory about Derek Carr Mm -hmm. and the Oakland Raiders in this matchup. He is set to play uh, coming back from that back injury. The problem is he's going up against the Los Angeles Chargers who have the third most sacks in the NFL with 17. We're talking about Melvin Ingram. We're talking Mm -hmm. about Joey Bosa coming off the edges here where they, if they get to Derek Carr, they could do a lot of damage. So, I'm looking at this game, and I don't think that he gets more than 25, 30 pass attempts in this game. I don't think they want him throwing the ball. I think this game specifically sets up for Marshawn Lynch. I think we're going to see a a lot of Marshawn Lynch in this game, and the Chargers have not been good against the run so far this year. And you want to keep Phillip Rivers off the field. He hasn't been, you know, he's not an elite quarterback. He's not an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Those are the guys that we're talking about where you want to keep those guys off the field. All right. But Phillip Rivers, still, I mean, the way that the, the Chargers are going to score points, I mean, it's throwing a Keenan Allen, it's getting Melvin Gordon involved, right. obviously. But you want to give yourself a chance to win that game. Derek Carr has not performed well against AFC West opponents, and he's coming off this back injury. I think we're seeing a lot of uh, Marshawn Lynch in that game. So, so that's how I feel about that. Is that something you agree with, or do you think if Derek Carr's healthy, they're, they're throwing him out there like normal, uh, and, and then you know he's getting his normal workload, throwing the ball down the field? We'll get into that more. Right. Once we get back, talk a little bit more about some major injuries, and then we're going into the games. Again, if you have a question, feel free to call in at 844-843-6879. Chris Ventra, Frank Stanfield. This is Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ezekiel Elliott. 
Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free, 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You have a fantasy football question? Feel free to call in at 844-843-6879. Tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. If you want to tweet one of our personal Twitter handles, I am at Roto underscore Frank. Uh, I'm here with Chris Venture. Chris, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, It's at TheAnalyst15, and it's that simple. TheAnalyst15. A-N-A-L-Y-S-T. With your boy. With your right. boy. Let's get into some more injuries here. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking about Lynch. Derek Carr, precisely. Derek Carr, Marshawn Lynch, wanted to get your thoughts on the situation. That's how I think that game plays out this week. Uh, and, you know, even if Marshawn Lynch is just getting 15 to 18 carries, based on how bad the L.A. Chargers run defense has been so far this year, right. I still think we're looking at 70 to 80 rushing yards, and I think he gets in the end zone, which is going to make him a uh, RB1 for standard leagues this week and probably a low-end RB2 for PPR. So did you like my assessment of the Raiders situation this week, or do you think they're getting Derek Carr back in there and they're just they're going full throttle, normal Oakland Raiders offense? No, I think I think you're, you're right. I think that... They'll ease Carr in a little bit. I mean, a lot of it has to do, though, with how healthy he really is. Uh, if he's not, obviously, they'll try to run Lynch. But honestly, I think that they might mix in Richard and DeAndre Washington a little more because Lynch hasn't really done much to speak of. Uh, I think, like, the last three games, six for 18, six rushes of 18 yards, nine for 12 yards. It's awful. 12 for 43 and a touchdown last week against Baltimore, but I know their rush D's bad, but I think they should mix it up a little more, get the explosive Richard in there a little bit because I think that'll really help because they have a good O-line. They might even be able to, to hold down Ingram and, uh, and Bosa a little bit with that big O-line. So maybe you do air it out a little bit with Carr too, but if you get Richard in there, people might be a little bit more worried about the run game because Lynch isn't really getting it done right now. Moving on, uh, Julio Jones is good to go. I know he was banged up coming in off the bye week here, but it's good to see that you know he rested up during the bye week, got himself healthy. Marcus Mariota, this is an interesting situation because um, he has practiced throughout the week, and it looks like he's trending towards playing, but if you own him, it's still a dicey call because it's Monday night, and you don't want to waste a roster spot on, on Matt Castle there. Maybe you own Mariota and Brissett. That'd be a nice situation to have because, uh, well, actually, I'm starting Jacoby Brissett either way, even if even if Mariota plays. Uh, but you can have insurance in case Mariota doesn't, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's news on Marcus Mariota. Ty Montgomery still questionable despite a full week of practice. Um, and to be honest, I feel like they might have been rushing him back a little bit too soon. Anyway, I know it's been full practice, but after last Thursday. We were talking about maybe four to six weeks with this fractured rib injury with Ty Montgomery. Now it's just one week later. 
and he's trying to get back in there. Maybe he's just scared of losing his job to Aaron Jones, and he's trying to do whatever he can to get in the lineup here. We'll get into that game a little bit more later on. And then finally, my beloved Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Matt Forte expected to play. They announced that yesterday. He's been a limited participant in practice, dealing with the turf toe, but looks like he's going to go, which really, really sucks because I was excited about Elijah McGuire. Uh, Bilal Powell is questionable, but I don't think that he's going to go. Uh, so l- let's start this off. For every game that I introduce, I'm going to give you the uh, the spread in that game and the over-under. Uh, these numbers are coming from mybookie.ag. If you want to check that out, throw some shekels down on the game. Uh, that's where you could go. 100% legit. I put down... Uh, Put down some money on the Jets last week, and they actually won. Nice. Woke up with some money in my account, so I was excited about that. There you go. All right, first game I want to talk about here. Chicago Bears at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are favored by 6.5 points here with an over-under of 39 points. Uh, so far for the Bears, Marcus Wheaton is out in this game. He's going to be out the next four to six weeks. Uh, and for the Ravens, Terrence West has already been ruled out. Offensive lineman Matt Scora ruled out. And defensive tackle Brandon Williams is doubtful. He is, I don't think he's going to play in that game. Uh, and that's very interesting with Brandon Williams because over the last three games, he hasn't played since week two. Here are the results of opposing running backs in those three games since he's gone down. In week three, Leonard Fournette, 59 yards and a touchdown. Week four, Le'Veon Bell, 144 yards and two touchdowns. And then last week, Marshawn Lynch, with as bad as he's been, had 43 yards and a rushing touchdown. So, Chris Ventra, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about Jordan Howard this week, going up against this Baltimore Ravens defense. with uh, Without Brandon Williams, they have not really been able to stop the run. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, people were jumping on the Terry Cohen bandwagon early in the season. Uh that was like the new thing. And people thought Howard was going to fade away. Well, he didn't. And people, I know a lot of people that actually might have dropped him or traded him for a lot lower value than he, than he is now. And look, he's back in the fold. He's going to get the bulk of the carries. Cohen has been losing carries we, every week up until now. Uh, and it looks like Howard, it's Howard's job to lose. I think this team can, can actually run the ball. That's the one thing they'll be able to do. And if Mitchell Trubisky grows within this offense throughout the year, you know, how it could be a great second-half weapon for anybody. I would be excited. I mean, this is a great matchup for him. Why, why, you know, who wouldn't want this? I think he should get 20 carries in this game. Is Tariq Cohen a droppable player for you? No, not in PPR. In standard, I'd drop him. But in PPR, I'd hold on to him because he still has the... He still is capable of getting, you know... Five, six, seven catches. One week he might even get eight. Um, you know, and give you yardage that way. He'll give you that eight point floor of catches plus whatever yardage he tacks on. And he still has playmaking ability. He's just not a run between the tackles guy. He's not going to get you yardage up the middle. It's got to all be through the air. That's the only way he's going to do it. And he needs the targets for it too. Yeah, I've I've found this very concerning that there's been a correlation between his offensive snaps going down and the return of Benny Cunningham. Uh, And I think Benny Cunningham getting more involved here, um, they're using him, everything that I've read is because of his pass protection. Uh, Tariq Cohen, a smaller guy, obviously a rookie coming in. We know rookies can struggle at times with some pass protection. So there's been a correlation there. The more snaps for Benny Cunningham, he's really, really eating into the work of a Tariq Cohen. So I agree with Chris. I think in a standard league, 
Uh, Tariq Cohen is droppable. I've dropped him in the standard league where I own him in a PPR. If there were some of these guys available that we were talking about earlier in the week, the Elijah Maguires, the Matt Breedas, the Marlon Max, I probably would have went and picked up one of those guys over a Tariq Cohen just because I see this trending downwards. And if they're looking for pass protection and they want to get Benny Cunningham in there for that, they're going to continue to use him because they have a rookie quarterback in Mitch right. Trubisky. So they want him to be protected. They want him to have um, a pocket here, a clean pocket for him to throw. So uh, that's that's what we're looking at here with the, the Bears running backs uh, situation. Kendall Wright, I know, you know, he caught a touchdown a couple of couple weeks ago weeks, on that Thursday night game. Uh, and then last week with Mitchell Trubisky had just the four receptions for 46 yards. But... I mean, no Marcus Wheaton. He might be like the only target there. And Zach Miller. But, I mean, realistically, I, I don't think you want to start either one of these guys, right? No, yeah. I, I actually lost on that Zach Miller touchdown, which was a deflection. Oh, yeah, super <laughs> fluky, too. So fluky. But, um, yeah, I mean, you don't want to own Zach Miller. You don't want to own pretty much anything. Maybe Kendall Wright in a PPR league, in a deep PPR league, because, at, listen, last week was a tough matchup. For the for the Bears, it was the Vikings defense. Xavier Rhodes was on the number one wide receiver. Who was the number one wide receiver? Kendall Rhodes most of the time, right? Uh, so or Deontay Thompson. It, it mixed up, but Kendall Wright I think is a decent PPR guy because he's that slot type receiver that's going to get you. He's going to get targets, and he could get you know four, five, six catches a game. Um, he's not going to get you a ton of yards and a lot of touchdowns, but. He could get you a nice floor, I think. I think he's a decent guy in deeper leagues to have in PPR. Yeah, yeah, you, know? you you definitely want to own him. I'm looking at what the Ravens have done against wide receivers so far this year. They have been very potent uh, over the last two weeks. Specifically, though, they have allowed at least 124 yards and a touchdown. That's two collective wide receiver groups. So right. that wasn't to just one wide receiver, but that was to all wide receivers. So... They have allowed a few touchdowns here. I still don't think I'm starting Kendall Wright in any leagues. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Macklin is a guy who is, I know he's banged up. He's questionable for this game coming in uh, with a shoulder injury. Uh, I know he's been getting some limited practice in. Mike Wallace is a guy who's actually been stepping up for this team. I know he had like 133 yards last week. Yeah. But it, it all came on big plays, not a lot of targets either. Uh, looking at what he did, it was three targets, three receptions, 133 yards. Right. And the week before, six catches, 55, and a touchdown. But then... I think he's a low-end wide receiver three, maybe high-end wide receiver four in standard leagues. In PPR, I mean, I'm just not fooling around yeah. with Mike Wallace. There's just too much risk here. I mean, look at the first three weeks. Even against some bad teams like Cleveland, he had one catch for eight yards, one catch for seven yards, one catch for six yards. He had three catches in three games. So it's like... You know, he could easily just have one of those games randomly. You don't want to risk that in season long. Maybe in like DFS, he's not a bad DFS play either. You know, you plug him in on a good matchup. All right, while we're on the Ravens, we're talking about uh, Javorius Buck Allen, who had it, quite frankly, he had a monster game last week, and he wasn't very efficient at all. Um, and I think if Alex Collins didn't fumble in back to back games, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. then we'd probably be looking at him getting more work, but I think that they're just worried about that fumbling issue. Uh, but last week, 21 carries for 71 yards. Uh, no, no, that was week one. 21 carries for 73 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown for Buck Allen, four receptions for 12 yards. So I'm looking at him as a very, very solid RB2 this week going up against the Bears. Yeah, you think so? Uh, yeah, I actually have him on one of my teams. In PPR, definitely. 
PPR definitely, because he's the only one that's going to catch passes there. So, but we'll talk about it after, after the break here. Yeah, I have him ranked as my RB16 in standard. He's going to be right around that lane, range, a little bit higher in PPR this week. You're listening to Frank Stanfield and Chris Ventura. Weekend fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, this is Greg Sussman from the Roto Experts in the Morning. And, and listen, we can all use a little help sometimes. That's why I talk to three guys every single day that help me with my fantasy teams. But if you need help with your fantasy teams, and you probably do, you should purchase the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football In-Season Package, featuring weekly lineup ranks, chats with our experts every single day, and player cards for every player in the NFL, including reports from InsideInjuries.com. You cannot beat it. Don't set your lineups without checking the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge In-Season Package. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Frank Stanfield here with Chris Venture. I know you hear the song. You listen to us. All you will do is win. I guarantee you that. Uh, and that goes for Logan in Michigan as well. Logan is calling in with a question. Uh, what's your question, Logan? Hi, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. I, uh, I watch pretty much every day between classes and stuff like that. So really nice. appreciate you taking my question. You say between um, classes, in, are you in Are you in college, high school? Yeah, I'm in college, and between my classes, whenever I meet lunch or anything, you know, I turn on, like, the ranking shows and all that stuff, and it really makes the day go by a lot quicker, so I really appreciate it. Awesome. What school are you in? Uh, I go to University of Michigan-Dearborn. Nice. All right. What's your question? Yeah. Um, so I'm in an 18 PPR league. Eight, uh, I need 18 PPR? Flex. Eight, eight team. All right, eight teams. We're going to work on that. Uh, we're going to make you some friends in college. We're going to turn that into a 10- or 12-team league. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so I need an RB2 and a flex. Uh, I got Alvin Kamara, Doug Martin, Jay Ajayi, and Jarvis Landry. Alvin Kamara, Doug Martin, Jay Ajayi. And the last one was Jarvis Landry? Yep. Those are all good options. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's going to have a lot of good options in, a, yeah, eight in an eight-team league. Uh, in PPR, look, I love Kamara, yeah. but I think Doug Martin is getting more involved here. The matchup is very good for Jay Ajayi as well. Here's where I'm leaning, and then I'll throw it to you, Chris, and, and get your thoughts on it. I'm going to go with Doug Martin. I know it's not a great matchup going up against the Arizona Cardinals, uh, but I just think that they're going to feed him. And we saw last week in his first game against the Patriots, he was targeted a few times out of the backfield too, but he had Mm -hmm. some drops. I think he was shaking off the rust a little bit. So I think he can do some work out of the backfield as a receiver as well, which will help in the PPR. Uh, And then to the surprise of many, I I know Jay Ajayi is still getting a Still getting volume, but he's not doing much with that volume. So I'm going with Jarvis Landry here. Devontae Parker is doubtful in this game, uh, and it's a good matchup for Jarvis Landry in the slot. The strength of the Falcons secondary is on the outside with True Font, and mm-hmm. you get Jarvis Landry in the slot, he can expose that matchup. I think we're looking at a double-digit target game for him. We're looking at 12, 13 targets, and I think he can flirt with 9, 10 receptions. I don't know what the yardage is going to be, but in a PPR, he's going to have a lot of catches this week. So I'm going with Doug Martin and Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I mean, in an A-team league, you want to try to score as many points as possible, right? So you got to go for the high upside, right? Yeah, I kind of want to go high, high upside here. Jarvis Landry is a safe play. I agree 100% that's the safest play. I also like Doug Martin, but I just I think this is Kamara's breakout party. 
Okay. Like, if you look at Kamara, they got rid of uh, Adrian Peterson now. Now, that just leaves more touches for Kamara. I like Mark Ingram, but Sean Payton doesn't. So, I, I'm afraid that, you know, he might have less touches than Kamara in this game and moving forward. Kamara is very, very talented. I think that's the highest upside play of the week. But if you want to go safe, you go Landry. I'm just saying, if you're looking for a big win, you need the points in 18 league. Go after those points with Kamara, I think. So Kamara, and who's the other one that you're using? Oh, Because it's an two? RB2 and a flex. Okay. Is it, is it Kamara and Landry for you? Yeah, Kamara and Landry then. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad call either because the Lions are giving up a ton of receptions to opposing running backs so far this year. Uh, so I could see leaning either way there mm-hmm. between Kamara and Doug Martin. You ask me, it's Landry and Martin. You ask Chris Ventra, it's Landry and Alvin Kamara. Uh, Logan, do you have anything else? Uh, no, that was it. Thanks, guys. Really, really appreciate it. No problem. No problem, man. Enjoy classes. Mm-hmm. Enjoy listening and watching uh, on the YouTube account as well. Let's go back to the the Baltimore Ravens-Bears matchup just real quick. Mm-hmm. I brought up Buck Allen, and during the break, I looked into some uh, red zone rushing statistics. And this goes well with what the Bears have allowed to running backs as well. They've allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back in every game this year. And Buck Allen has the sixth most rushing attempts inside the red zone of all running backs in the NFL so far with 14. So you ask me, that's, that's a nice recipe right there. This guy's getting red zone carries, and the Bears have given up a touchdown in every game this season to a running back. Right, right. No, I, I think that's true. I think Buck Allen is the back to own in Baltimore, um, especially if it's a PPR. You know, you're in a PPR league. You have to own him over everybody else. I think West is pretty much faded away at this point. Like, I don't think he's ownable anymore. Rosterable? Do you think he's rosterable at this point? Terrence West, no. no. I, I would have dropped him. Yeah. For any of the running backs that were being sought after this week, I, I would drop him for Alex Collins, who looks like he's kind of stepping into Terrence West's role. The question is, how high are you on Buck Allen this week? Because I have him RB16. I'm trying to find a way to move him up even higher. I might move him over Amir Abdullah because I think... Oh, my boy. I, I know that you're an <laughs> Abdullah guy, but Buck Allen is so much more likely to score a touchdown than Abdullah is. And... Like you mentioned, Buck Allen gets work work as a receiver, too, so he's kind of like the all-purpose back for the Ravens right now, and they're they're favored in that game by 6.5, so if they have a lead in the fourth quarter, we're probably looking at Buck Allen getting some of those late carries, so I have him as RB16. I feel very good about Buck Allen this week. Uh, You know, I agree. There's just one little blip in this thing that worries me. You look at Buck Allen before last week against Pittsburgh. I know they they, you know lost the lead early in that one. Uh, He only had two carries for seven yards. Um, and six catches. Of course, he's going to get the catches. But And the week before that, he only had eight carries for 15 yards. So is it something where, you know, the Baltimore Ravens coaching staff is going to decide who's whoever's doing, who's doing better, Alex Collins or Buck Allen, is who they're going to rush? Or is it something where, all right, we're going Buck Allen no matter what? I think that worries me because I feel like they would go Collins if he's the hot running back at the time. Running through the tackles, that is. Even though you will get Buck Allen pass catching opportunities guaranteed. I'm just worried he won't get as many carries as we're thinking here. That's the problem. And Abdullah, I know he had 10 for 31 last week, but if this is a game where the, the Saints are 30th in DVOA against the run, Abdullah could run all over this team. He might get 20 carries, and he's the guy that will get the carries there. You know he will, because Theo Riddick gets the pass catching, and Zach Zenner, I think, is just strictly goal line, and that's it. Let's move on to the next game. Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Texans favored by 9.5 here with an over-under of 47. I will tell you this right now. I think that this is a sneaky backdoor cover for the Cleveland Browns here because 
They have Miles Garrett with no restrictions now. Uh, they have Jamie Collins returning in this game as well, who arguably their best defensive player. They haven't had him, and they still have played well defensively. I think they don't get enough credit for what they've done. You look at what they've done against running backs so far right. this year. They're allowing just 2.9 yards per carry. That's without Jamie Collins. So everyone's looking at Lamar Miller like he's a slam dunk play this week just because... Um, I don't think Just so. because the, yeah. the Texans are favored by all these points, but I'm looking at this. The Texans are without J.J. Watt. They're without Whitney Merciless now. They have banged up players in all across their secondary. I mean, they're playing without cornerback Kevin Johnson. Uh, I know Kareem Jackson and Jonathan Joseph are questionable for this game. It looks right. like they're going to play, but they've been banged up. I think this is a very, very sneaky backdoor cover for the Cleveland Browns. I think they can compete here. Uh, and I'm looking at Kevin Hogan, who is starting... At the quarterback position now, they've made that move away from Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser, what he was able to do with his legs, I mean, he would hurt the team because he was throwing a ton of interceptions. He just looks overmatched. He's not ready for this. Uh, And I'm looking at Kevin Hogan. I actually have him inside my top 15 at quarterback. It might be a little aggressive, but given all the injuries to the Houston uh, Texans, I was about to say Astros. (laughs) I'm in baseball (laughs) mode right now. Uh, He only needed, Kevin Hogan only needed 19 pass attempts to finish as a top 12 quarterback last week. (laughs) It's crazy. So I have him inside my top 15. Uh, If you were wondering, oh, who does does he have Kevin Hogan over if he has him as his 15th quarterback? I have him over Brian Hoyer, Marcus Mariota, Trevor Simeon, Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger. So that tells you how I feel about Kevin Hogan this week. Uh, And if you're worrying about, wondering about his target distribution once he entered that game last week. He had 19 pass attempts. Five targets for Ricardo Lewis, three targets for David Njoku, three targets for Cason Williams, two for Isaiah Crowell, two for Seth Devolve, two for Rashard Higgins, and then one each for Bryce Treggs and Duke Johnson. Obviously, you want to see more targets for Duke Johnson, but that was the target breakdown uh, for Kevin Hogan and his receivers. So, Am I crazy that I have Kevin Hogan as my my 15th best quarterback this week? Uh, Is there anyone that you feel good about on the Browns offense? Yeah, I don't think you're crazy at all, to be honest with you. This has been a crazy NFL year. Um, You know, people are going down, and you know what? Hogan has this upside because guess what? He can run too. Yes, he does. He had four carries for 30 yards last game, so he gives you that little extra boost, which really helps him. And, you know, he looks more polished than Deshaun Kaiser, obviously. Um, and you know what? I honestly think that Duke Johnson is the truth. I think that Ricardo Lewis is actually a nice sleeper uh, wide receiver to have this season, uh, maybe for the second half even. Uh, he's a big wide receiver. He's 6'2", 215, and he's been getting it done a little bit in PPR leagues. He's been getting targets. I think Hogan could have a pretty good day. I mean, you're talking about ahead of Roethlisberger? Yeah, he, the guy's thrown f- through five picks last week. He's been all over the place. Uh, and I agree with you. Mariota's hurt. I wouldn't, you know, really trust Mariota at this point. And you said some other guys, but look at the NFL. Deshaun Watson's like in the top five at this point at quarterback. You could consider him a top five quarterback. That's the way this NFL's going, you know? So I agree with you. I agree with you. I think the Browns could be something here. You brought up that name, Deshaun Watson. Obviously, (laughs) two massive, massive games in a row. He's the number two quarterback in fantasy football so far this season and going up against the Cleveland Browns where as good as they have been against the rush so far this year, they haven't necessarily done so against quarterbacks, still giving up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this season. Uh, They've allowed multiple touchdowns in four of five games. We saw 
Andy Dalton and the Bengals just a couple of weeks ago tear them apart, 286 yards and four touchdowns. So Deshaun Watson's in your lineup. DeAndre Hopkins, according to Pro Football Focus, doesn't have the the greatest matchup in terms of corner because he's going up against uh, Jason McCourty, who is ranked as the number one cornerback, according to Pro Football Focus. But you're still using DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. We're not worrying about that. No. How do you feel about Will Fuller? Sneaky wide receiver three this week because opposite of Jason McCourty is Jamar Taylor, who mm-hmm. has not been good so far this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I like Fuller. I think he's obviously a complete boom or bust play, though. Last week he had two catches for two touchdowns and 57 yards. So you can't bank on him in PPR. But um, you know what? You were right. About this Browns D, third against the run in DVOA. 31st against the pass in DVOA. So really lopsided. Great week for Deshaun Watson to light it up. Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, sneaky wide receiver three in that range. We'll get more into this game when we get back. Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is teaming up with DKMS and Fantasy Draft in the fight against blood cancer. If you're looking for a way to combine your love of fantasy football uh, with helping a great cause, please check out rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. Uh, Once you do, you'll be able to learn more about the disease. You'll be able to learn how to register as a blood marrow donor. Uh, Also, if you log into... That page, rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. Uh, you can follow a link that will take you to a free daily fantasy football contest with Fantasy Draft each week. Enter each week, and uh, here's the best part. The winners of each of the first 16 weeks of the NFL season will be entered into a final contest in Week 17 with the winner winning two Super Bowl tickets. Super Bowl, what is it, 52 this year? Yeah. Super Bowl 52. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, where my New York Jets will not be. So please check it out, rotoexperts.com slash DKMS <laughs> to try and help delete blood cancer. Very serious cause. It's super easy to get involved. Uh, if you watch Fantasy Football BFFs, we've had a ton of guests on. We've had Greg Sussman literally do it on air, swap his cheek. It's that easy. You can do it while hosting a radio show. So please check that out. Get involved. Uh, it's a very serious cause uh, that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Uh, just getting back into that Houston Texans and Cleveland Browns game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to mention a few of the tight ends here. Some guys you could stream. I mean, David, uh, Ryan Griffin. Uh, I was mixing the two up. I was mixing. I, I was mixing David and Joku and Ryan Griffin. But it's uh, it's Ryan Griffin mm-hmm. and David and Joku, and both are in for some pretty solid matchups here. 
you look at what the Browns have done against tight ends so far this year, uh, they're giving up the second most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Uh, they've allowed multiple touchdowns in two games this year. Uh, they've allowed three touchdowns to tight ends in their last two games. Uh, two weeks ago, Tyler Croft had two. And then last week, we saw Austin Safarian Jenkins get a touchdown of his own. Uh, so I'm looking at Ryan Griffin as a nice streaming option uh, this week. He's not a guy that I think you want to roster maybe rest of season, but I'm looking at him as a nice streaming option. I have him ranked as my 12th tight end on the week, just ahead of counterparts on the waiver wire, George Kittle and David Njoku. But the matchup is pretty good for Njoku as well. So if you had to choose one tight end to stream, say you had a Jason Witten or a Jimmy Graham, do you like Ryan Griffin or David Njoku more? It's tough, but um, I think I go Njoku because I like the upside. Like I said, I go with the upside guys. I he like probably has more guys. upside. Yeah. I mean, he's had a touchdown last week. He had three for 48. Like uh, Griffin last week, what did he do? Two for 22 or something? No. So I know the matchup's good, Cleveland. But um, I don't know. I like Njoku a little better. I think they're both good DFS plays, though. I'll tell you that. If you plug them in DFS, they'll be low-owned, and they could easily go off for you in these matchups. So I think both are good candidates in DFS. Streaming options, yes. I wouldn't roster them and hold on to them for the whole season, though. I don't think. Just getting into the running backs real quick for the break here. Uh, Lamar Miller, I, I've looked around places where they have him ranked as a top 12 running back. I get it. The volume's there. He's had at least 15 touches in every game so far this season. But the numbers do not lie. The Cleveland Browns are allowing 2.9 yards per carry to running backs on the season. And now they're getting... Arguably their best defensive player back in Jamie Collins. So I like Lamar Miller, solid RB2. I have him RB16 on the week. I've actually moved him down now. Uh, but just based on volume, you're still going to start him. But I don't love him as much as everyone else. Duke Johnson and PPR, I'm getting in. I'm, t- I'm still avoiding Isaiah Crowell. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm avoiding Isaiah Crowell. I love Duke Johnson. I think he's going to take over at some point. All right, when we get back, we'll get into a few more games. We're going to start to pick up the pace a little bit here, so it's going to be a little bit more rapid fire. Frank Stanfield, Chris Ventra, here on Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.